I'm Yinling. I'm Raven. And this is How to NFT. Raven and I are on a journey to learn about blockchain. Last week, we learned about the thought process of launching a successful NFT project. For part two, we are speaking to the NFT creators to learn about the process of launching their NFTs. So take out your notepads because Iqbal is about to share his very detailed experience. To start off, um, you have to explore. There are, there are now several marketplaces that you can explore. Like for example, that you have the OpenSea for Ethereum, or foundation okay so ethereum is the main one most of the time they have a lot of uh, marketplaces like known origin rareable uh, mintable uh, open sea foundation so you have several marketplaces each of them have their perks and also each of them has their own like target uh, artist market and stuff like that yeah because of the way they they start so like for example, like OpenSea is literally open. Like you can just mint any artwork, and then it's going to be there, and then people is going to buy it from from it. Um, Foundation at first it was an invite only platform, and it's mainly for really really artists artists, and they only sell one of ones. They don't sell like uh editions like ten or uh ten out of one and stuff like that. Yeah. Known origin is also the same. They 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 want artists invited, so you have to like submit your portfolio of sorts before you can be part of it and stuff like that. Then you have other platforms like Crypto.com. Uh, you have your other platforms like Tezos. You have your platforms like uh, Binance. So all Wait. each each cryptocurrency has its own marketplace and platform for your NFTs to be sold. But I thought uh Crypto.com and Binance are they like a trading platform? Yeah, so like they are a trading platform, but they also open an NFT marketplace as well. Oh, I see. Yeah, so you can actually sell your NFTs as well. So like for mine, they are on uh they are on Foundation and on OpenSea, which is on Ethereum, and then Crypto.com. But crypto.com can run on different coins. So crypto.com is a money only, it's like money only. So they are priced based on the US dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So but not- as of now I haven't sold yet, so I don't know what I'm receiving in. But I think they, they run on the the crypto.com uh currency, which is Crow. So that's their that's their main Kronos 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 okay yeah Kro yeah. Kro C R O sorry let's say if I'm an independent independent creator how do I decide Wow you can I think I think it depends on how the community reacts so most of them are on the Ethereum blockchain. Mm. Oh, okay. because Ethereum right now is so expensive and mm. definitely you know you sell that you get a good price love for it right mm. Yes yeah but I I wouldn't say that. Uh, in a way like there's other there's other platforms like Cardano Solana hmm. and I think the up and coming crypto cryptocurrency is actually Solana so Solana NFTs is also quite a hit hmm. but then right now they are receiving a bit of a backlash because a lot of projects there are being rugged hmm. as of now so that's why like Solana is like like people like 50-50 on it hmm. but it's actually it's actually a better platform in a sense to Ethereum yeah because wow. Ethereum so you have this thing called gas fees Yes. So uh, gas fees are like transactional fees that uh, occur, and and Ethereum can be very expensive when you are when you are buying or purchasing NFTs or even minting them. Yeah. So so I think that's the first aspect that you have to to do is your research on the platforms. Yeah. And then the second part is to set up your own wallet. 
So your your wallet could be like for Ethereum is MetaMask, for Solana is uh, Phantom, Crypto they have their is is their own wallet, so it's fine. Mm. Yeah. So once you have established a wallet, then you kind of create your identity in the space because it's like your profile. It's like your profile identity. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, like you know, like for Facebook and all that, you have to like you know sign up, use your email, and then you create your own password. Yes. But then Web three is works in such a way that you just create a wallet and then you just connect your wallet and then your profile will be in that. That's my, your profile, my, yeah. la, basically. Yeah. Okay. Basically, your profile is tied to your money, lah. Yeah. In a sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So after that, um, yeah, it's about minting your artwork. Then, uh, when you minting your artwork, uh, basically there's gas fees incurred, so you gotta get ready for that. So minting is actually like uh, putting your artwork contract into the blockchain. Okay. okay so your artwork is actually not uh really on the on the crypto not on the ethereum blockchain but the contract is so what what it does is that when you upload your artwork your artwork will be in this i mean when you guys explore you will see it it's called an ipfs which is which is term interplanetary filing system yeah sounds so, like something from a star trek yeah so <laughs> so 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 how movie. i were to to put it in a very uh nice way is that it is like a safe deposit box okay so when it's put in a safe deposit box and then it you you need a key to access it right yeah. so the key is your smart contract okay. so that key is on the ethereum blockchain the ERC twenty, ERC twenty one, the the terms that you see. So that is the key, and when and and that key is you hold it lah because you now own it lah. But then now your your artwork is in that that deposit box, the mm. IPFS, and then um you need to list so that people can buy. So that's the next step after you mint, you list your artwork. So listing means that you are putting it up for sale. So it could be an auction, it could be a certain a fixed price. Yeah. So let's say for example, after I remin, I'm going to putting it for 0.07 Ethereum. So now my key or my smart contract for that particular NFT is costing that amount. And I and I say person A buys it, so he's buying the key, and because of that, he has access to the artwork. So if yeah. you are listing it on several different places, okay, you basically list that same contract on different places um, can you do that no it can only be on let's say you list it on in, on like Ethereum you can only list it on Ethereum and nowhere else oh okay yeah but you can take that artwork and then list an, 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 the, the artwork somewhere else like, because the artwork is a digital asset yeah, right? yeah, so it's basically like if I want to sell something yeah. I can sell on Carousel I can sell on Facebook Marketplace I can yeah. sell but then after it's sold yeah yeah, then you, of course, it's sold. So that contract goes into, say, I sold it on Carousel, right? Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. Uh, does it digit automatically happen? <laughs> or do you have to go to Carousel and mark sold, go to Facebook? Yeah, it will automatically or? mark. So oh. what happens is that that contract has been passed on and that smart contract has li- has has uh, the information being being placed on it. Let's say, for example, like, oh, this, this, so you see, I think, I think on OpenSea, you can see like, uh, null address goes to like, EPAO. Mm. So you know that it's being minted. That means okay. from, from zero, it's, it's being owned by, by me. And then like, I, I sell it to say, person B. So you can see like, uh, EPAO sales made, so EPAO to person B. 
Yeah, and then you can see all the transaction that happens to it. Like even you list and then you delist and then you change price, you put that, all will be like tabulated tracked. inside. Yeah, it'll be tracked in there. Okay. So that means if you, if I let's say I listed on crypto.com OpenSea, but I saw your OpenSea, it will be Okay, so it doesn't work that way because like OpenSea and crypto are two different cryptocurrencies. So if it's on Ethereum, anything that happens on Ethereum will will be transacted in Ethereum. Yeah, so get free. I can okay. So so can I have the multiple the same artwork on different cryptocurrency? Well, if you want, you can because you own the digital the mm. digital work, right? You can like put the same copy on it. Yeah, but but then like like in a principle in a in a fact in a matter of principle, like you make it fungible, uh, and it, it's something that people will not want to buy because they say, hey, I I find this on this. One. I also find this on Solana. On oh, Solana so on to make it. Non fungible, you actually do only have to list it on one. Platform, yeah, one, in a, in a one sense, crypto... uh, Yeah, but you can make it. You can make it that way, and it's still and it's still a non fungible token. It's just that it's primarily on that blockchain, and it cannot be transferred over to uh, the other the other blockchain. So, like you say, if it's on Solaris, then in it's Solana, yeah, it's, it'll Solana stay in Solana. <laughs> You see, yeah. Solana, it is a Solana uh, yeah. uh, NFT, and then if it's on Ethereum, it it's is an Ethereum, Ethereum NFT. NFT. Yes, uh, but it can be actually the same artwork, so you can if list you want one. To. So basically, each. you can see uh, there are people who actually like they took copies of the BAYC, and then they set it on Solana, and then they call oh. it the uh, Bot Ape Solana Club. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. And it's the same image. <laughs> And it's the same okay. image and people earn from that. So that's what's <laughs> happening right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah but oh my God. I mean, you can do that. It's just that you will make the value drop uh, in that sense. Um, okay. So the value, it's not... Okay. It's a yes and a no thing because the value is not dependent on, on whether you do that. It's also dependent on the utility. It's also dependent on other factors like the community. Yeah. And, it's a perceived and, value basically, right? Yeah. Value is yeah. all perceived. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, so on Solana Club, there's no va- utility to it. It's just an image. Yeah, sometimes like that. Like, yeah, mm. people just want to collect it because like, hey, I got like a so-called like a, su- a, a copy. Um. Yeah. But, you don't get the value because mm. like a body your club now is valued at 100 Ethereum, I think. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like about 200, 200K, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like saying to a person like, oh, uh, I just screenshot your, your image and I own a body your club. Okay. Nah, it doesn't work that way. You don't get the 200K of value that it has, right? Yeah. So, that's the beauty of uh, NFTs. La. While there are artists who can wing it entirely by themselves, it is beginning to look like a team effort when it comes to launching an NFT project. And we get Jace to share what goes behind the scenes when launching Moonzies. No, like, uh, actual, like, why suddenly do that? It's more like, oh, yeah, I want to do, do something related to the NFT. And then I got a friend that asked me, hey, I want to do NFT. Then uh, I, I just thought, like, okay, um, what can I uh, come in as, as a value add? So myself, I was an animator. So uh, I've been anime. I mean, I I know how to do use like a three D software. So uh, that's my skill that I've been, I I learned from Bali for like two three years back in I think maybe four or five years ago. So, uh, so that become my strength in the whole project where I handles the art. So everything that is art branding I handle. I mean, branding has also been my uh thing that I've been doing for so a like, few years because I run my own creative agency. So, uh, I know how to uh 
brand is something, you know, uh, keep it as, as consistent as possible. So that's what I, uh, trying to achieve for Moonzi as well. And in terms of, you know, I apply my, my concept of trying to make things viral and like, uh, fun, cute, uh, meme-like. So that's why I try to put it inside uh, Moonzi as well. What have you learned from this whole journey and would you have done anything differently? Mm, I learned a lot, definitely. It's a bit too much to, to, to say, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> It's a whole, it's, it's really a whole new industry for me. Like, uh, it's still require like full time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it cannot be like a part time thing. Yeah, of course, as a co-founder, it's a, it has to be a full time thing or two. So I'm also curious, right? Because yeah. you also run your own media company, Ma. So in terms of mm. how do you split your time, right? You, you are still doing that. You cannot let that go as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because even for me, right, I also have a lot of things and then I'm thinking, do I really want to go into this? Do I have time? But at the same time, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you need to know how much time you put inside. Good, good question. Uh. So I, I, yeah, I barely have any sleep, you know, I always sleep like six hours a day. So, uh, yeah, I, I have, of course, I have my partner, uh, to, to help me run a bit, uh, on uh, my own creative agency, Panacea Media. Mm. So, uh, I mean, the jobs here are kind of slow down a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, we, 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 they get more chill so we're focusing more on the, the NFT side because I mean my partner is also uh, with me now on NFT mm. project also now we know that it actually costs money to launch an NFT project it is not like that free process of uploading your stuff to the e-commerce websites that I was thinking of previously but how do you budget your costs and what if you're an independent creative with big dreams but without a support team so we called up Sam from Stories of Asia, whom we spoke to previously. I would say that, yes, I think if you look at it on surface, there's probably a lot of upfront costs, especially mm. if you're not really an artist. So let me be, let's break down maybe two groups, right? One is first and foremost, the artist group, mm. right? Where they can draw very well, but of course, they might not be so savvy in terms of how do I sell it? How do I put it on, let's say, the mm. platforms like Rarables, OpenSea and stuff like that. And like I said, there's a front cause, right? So I think one point for this group of people, they can consider partnering platforms mm. or maybe, you know, NFT creators mm. like ourselves, like a platform of sort where we collaborate with artists to actually launch it with them, mm. for example. So that's something that we're actively doing because, mm. like I said, our job is to help people across Asia find their voice. And one way is then through the art pieces, for instance, right? And our job is mm. to tell the story. Your job is to draw whatever you want to articulate through that image, and let us do the marketing and sales and community building for you, for example. So that's one aspect. Okay. Um, to the point on expensive or not, I think at this moment, because there are multiple, you know, cryptocurrencies that are different chains of sort, right? Um, there are certain chains that, for example, are not so costly. For example, like we use Polygon. Polygon is mm. under the Ethereum chain, which is like a next level. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. So let's say when you mint it, it's probably close to zero, a couple of dollars or mm. just a few cents depending on it. It's a lot more affordable. So I guess it depends on what's your objective, right? Are you trying to make it accessible for everyone? Are you trying to make a lot of money? Because the gas fee that we're speaking about on certain mm. platforms, let's say Ethereum, for example, is a lot more expensive. It can go into thousands and stuff like that. But obviously with more mm. capital investment, the upside could be higher as well. Right. So that's, of course, the pros and cons. So I think that's one part to consider. And for those who are actually creating the, the content on platforms like us, I think what's important, like I said, once again is, you know, how do you find the right ways to market it? How do you find the right partners to work with so that 
it's a meaningful collaboration and how do you ultimately ensure that all this ties into the overall narrative, right? It's not just, oh, anyone that wants to collab with you, there's, there's no real purpose, there's no synergy. I think this is a couple of things to think about. The messaging, the right partners, the, the, the resources, the budget itself, and also who's my target audience? I think all these are things that probably we need to consider, you know, when kind of building a project for a start, yeah. And this is what Jay Stum from Creators at Work hopes to address by building an NFT marketplace for local creators. As part of their 10 years anniversary, Creators at Work is releasing their first collection of NFTs. Having gone through the process herself, Jace understands how the process can be challenging for an individual creator. Yeah, so, so essentially, once we actually successfully launch our own NFT, then, you know, ideally, we would like to invite freelancers to join us. So hopefully we will build a marketplace where we can actually have creations, not just by ourselves, but also by our freelancers, right? To actually join us in the marketplace. So I think the effect of that is, of course, always leverage. I mean, for us, we always leverage on the economy of scale, right? Where we all come together, we are actually always better than just one person out there. So I think that's our wish as well, right? So after having the experience of launching our own first series of our own NFT, Right, we will then actually extend the invitation to our freelancers to actually join us as well. Right, so we will set out like a marketplace where we will have uh, uh, IPs, not only just for ourselves, but for our freelancers who want to monetize as well. So we will be helping with whatever experience or whatever that we have learned, right, from launching our own NFT to actually help the freelancers to launch theirs as well. So we will take care of the marketing, you know, we will provide the necessary support, right, and and just allow the place for creatives to actually put on their 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 IP with us. Uh, so what makes the Creative Network Marketplace different from the others out there? And in terms of the fees, right? Because we also understand from other creators, right? Uh, these marketplaces also charge you a uh, a gas fee. So how 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 will Creative Network Marketplace or what is it going to be called? Will we be charging gas fees or any type of fees for creatives? Okay, I think that is actually a very good question, right? So I must say we hasn't reached that point in time where we actually evaluate what's going to be the business model of the marketplace. But I can actually assure you the marketplace is not, uh, it is not a platform for us to recreate what other people is doing. I think for us, the marketplace is more in terms of building the community and bring like-minded professionals together to do the things that we believed in, right? So of course there will be cost that is involved like the gas fee you know the marketing the promotions the running of the uh, marketplace etc i think those are the things that we are very prepared right to to fund or to support right um you know from from helping the freelancers to actually just kickstart their first uh ip sales right um in nft but of course having said that we need to then evaluate like, that means to say we have to also be bought into the potential of the ip as well right so that we actually can co-share the risk together with the freelancers and also help to do the marketing and the promotion too so to answer your question how is it different from the other marketplace simply put we don't run it like a marketplace marketplace as per se Right. So we run it more like a community outreach, right? It's more like an opportunity for us to reach out to our high potential freelancers to provide them with a chance, or rather I would say a chance, but to actually help to open up an alternate source of revenue for them as well. And of course, in return, hopefully we can benefit from it as well. 
if you are looking for Singapore freelancers, if you want to support Singapore creators, right? So this is the place where you can find all of us here. And if there's any creations that you like, or if there's any particular freelancers that you like to support him or her work, right? Then, you know, through the NFT is the most direct way um, to support them. Once you set out your NFTs, the next step is to market them. But how can you get your NFT project to stand out among the online noise? But the idea is how do you bring it to life, right? Because a drawing, of course, they say a picture speaks a thousand words, but sometimes you need to put it really upfront and straightforward so people can really understand, right, before the interpretation happens. So I think that's where that content writing comes in to some extent a little bit, right? So that's one. The next part is then... Typically, when people want to buy a specific collection itself, besides going to platforms like OpenSea, right, they also will check how credible this piece or this project is, right? So that's where the landing page becomes quite important, right? Landing page, you need to think of how can I tell the story of this thing? What is it all about? You also need to talk about who the founding team, uh, who the founding members are because people want to understand that this is a, a project worth investing. Because like I said, there's a utility behind it and they want to know like, you know, who are these people? What's in it for me if I, I purchase this, right? It's not just a, people like my art, I, I buy, but is there really tangible value? Is there an upside? Is this person, does this person have good network, for example? So all these are quite important information to establish credibility because ultimately think about this, there's so many projects out there these days. And it's so easy to use AI, you know, to just generate, uh, you know, images and just list it and sell it at a high price. But what's the real value behind and who are these people that gives you the assurance that you're spending the right money, for example, as an investment of sort? Um, I think that background becomes quite important. So that's the next part. Then, of course, I would think the next part after that landing page part of it is how do you start creating a bit of hype and maybe get people to be interested in this project? which is where we started thinking of maybe if we want to do it in two phases, a soft launch would be nice to just test things out, to launch maybe a few pieces, to get some inner circle to support and to get feedback. I think feedback is important because ultimately if you're doing this for the first time, you don't know what works, what doesn't work, right? And sometimes, you know, some people just get lucky, you know, just probably 1% of it, that quick hit and 99% of people just don't know what's happening. They try their best, they keep putting effort, but nothing goes. So I think that constant iteration feedback becomes quite important. So that's probably a bit of a thought process how you can consider getting started, yeah. But we are not done yet. There is one more thing that we have to talk about, and that is community. So for you, right? So I would say that you have a community in itself, right? Before mm. you started, so you didn't really start from scratch, right? But how do you, t- yep, uh, convince your community about this project, though? Because like sometimes you have the community, mm. but people will be like, "What is NFT?" Maybe half of the people don't know what's NFT, or they are like, yeah, you know, yep. or skeptical about it. How do you like convince them to get around you? Because you had uh sell out 100% sell out which I think <laughs> success rate so I'm, we are really curious yeah, that's yeah so we're yeah. curious so yeah. how do you get your community to rally around your NFT I think first and foremost we need to mm. reconnect back to why did we start this community itself right I think the mm. mission vision is quite important I mean people mm. join this community for a specific reason which was really to help people across Asia find their voice and come together as a collective community so I think mm. regardless of what we do first and foremost we need to ensure that it's aligned to our mission Okay. Right. So even for this NFT collection, even though it sounds kind of out of whack, something mm. very, very different that mm. most people might not be 100% familiar with, we ensured that it ties back to our mission about, you know, that, that movement, that mentoring, the Asian voices. So that was very clear. 
Okay. So when we articulated that to the community, they could resonate straight away that, okay, it's a new foreign idea to most of them, but they're clear of what we're doing. It's not just a scam. The core mission. Precisely, precisely. Okay. We're still yeah. on the right track in the same direction. We're still building towards that, that social cause we're talking about. So that's one, right? Mm. The second part is then recognizing that most people, I would say more than half at our launch actually, in fact, I think what I would say three quarter probably, right? Do not even have an NFT account or crypto account. Oh, wow. Even okay. though we, we did actually send like a, a step-by-step guide, how do you do it? But mm. as we all know, we don't really read our emails, right? Even though you know <laughs> them, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So what we did as a workaround was that we did a manual bidding on the day itself. Oh, I see. We actually created a, a simple platform for them to mm. manual bidding. They did like a normal transfer Mm-hmm. And then we kind of back-ended a main thing and transfer to them after that. Oh, okay. So that was how we kind of did a workaround to have that 100% sell out. Mm. But I think what's important, my point here is then to mm. understand your audience, right? Yeah. How do you make it easy? How do you make it safe for them? Because while people want to support you, mm. if they're not ready to do it or if they're still skeptical, they feel that it's so troublesome, why would they even do it? Yeah. So from a, yeah. from an organizer point of view, a creator point of view, I think we have to be more empathetic to understand mm-hmm. that if people are already putting effort to want to support you, how do you make it as easy and friction-free as possible for them? And that will give you a high success rate, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So I okay. guess... So customer service is also very important in that sense. The experience, right? I think the experience matters a lot because if they feel good, they will do good. I mean, that's why I believe in it. You feel good, you do good. And then they start saying good yeah. things about you outside, which helps you to grow the whole project and the community further. Yeah, it, yeah it's interesting because I think a lot of challenge is the technology, right? It, it kind of hinders people to get into NFT. In, even in cryptocurrency because it's like setting up a crypto wallet getting it verified is a very long and very tedious it's painful yes. I must admit it's painful we went, even for me <laughs> yeah I, I set up a couple of them like there's no one process that is the easy every process is painful for different wallets yeah, yeah. and they don't quite link to each other like everyone has like their own USP yeah, right? yeah. and they're like okay can't you just work together <laughs> <laughs> but I think the good thing now is that you see increasingly more platforms right for example like mm. MoonPay is like a payment gateway where you can actually yeah. use okay. cash or credit card mm. to kind of transact mm. in crypto so it makes it a lot easier to yeah. some extent so I think people are finding more bridges in a sense mm. to make it easier. But ultimately, I say at this stage, it's still relatively cumbersome, mm. which we're hoping to help mm. people, you know, reduce that friction, which is still painful, I must say, at this moment. Yeah. Next week, we find out why your community is crucial to the success of your NFT project. And if you want to hear from our other guests coming up in our new episodes or catch up on the older ones, do remember to click follow on our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or check us out on our Instagram and Facebook. Creatives at Work is releasing our own NFT in September. Do keep a lookout and join us in our NFT journey. And a very big thank you to Audio Technica for being our audio partner. The information expressed in this podcast are solely the opinions of the individuals at the time of this recording and do not reflect the views of Freelance Creative Exchange and Creatives at Work. This information is for entertainment purposes only and it is not intended to be and does not constitute financial investment or trading advice. Please do your own due diligence.